where people are going to be like, oh my God, all the Ivankas are going to come out and be like, how dare you? <laughs> I don't call them Karens. I call them Ivankas. Dream about him. And he was going to do a movie with JLo, right? Yes. And he um, had to pull out. Mm. Right. Mm. <laughs> oh. No pun intended. <laughs> no pun intended. Um, alleged in this also yeah. um, is R. Kelly. In Roman Polanski's famous movie, uh, Rosemary's Rosemary Baby. Baby. And this is the thing. I struggled with that with Roman Polanski because I did love his films. Right. Dump, 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 dump. Where's the stop? Appropriate for us as a message. Um, and the only song I can really kind of think of. Hey friends, it's me, Carissa V, host of Beauty Unlock the podcast. I know you weren't expecting to hear my voice so soon, but here we are. I decided to release our first regular episode in January instead of February. So that's why you're hearing my voice so soon. But guess what? This is a special episode because we have a co-host on. You know her. She's been on previously and you know how much we love having her here on Beauty Unlocked. Here we are with the daughter of Lilith. Are you ready? Oh, yeah, we do. Well, first of all, hey, friends, and welcome to a brand new episode of Beauty Unlocked. I'm Carissa, and I'm here with my co-host. The daughter of Lilith. Yay, she's back, friends. She's back. Woo! Woo! So we have a lot to discuss today, and it's actually the daughter of Lilith who came up with this topic. What are we talking about today? So we're going to be talking about, let's just call it dangerous double standards. And this is not the normal double standard that you talk about of my brother gets to go out until 11 p.m. and I have to be home at 8. This is, uh, we're going to be talking about the alleged cases uh, revolving around Army Hammer and mm-hmm. his comments uh, in regards to cannibalism. Mm-hmm. Uh, and at the same time, I think it would be a great opportunity to talk about the misconception of what BDSM actually is. <laughs> because, All right. you know, those were the things I want to talk about because... Oh. Okay. Well, we're going to add to that as well, apart from Army Hammer over here. We're going to be talking about um, other, let's just say, uh, predators out there who Mm -hmm. have been convicted. Um, And of course, it's not only in one industry, they're across all industries, but I'm going to kind of be focusing more on the entertainment industry. Um. And yes, like talking about the double standard. Um, I think Roman Polanski came up. I think we were talking about the case yeah, of Roman Polanski. Yeah, there's Roman Polanski, there's Woody Allen, um, there's oh. Kevin Spacey, there's Katy Perry, there's Ozzy Argento. I mean, it's it's just traverse. There's no gender in this, you know. Um, oh. It's just... Uh, and they're al- al- they're allegedly accused of sexual misconduct and stuff like that. So we're gonna we're gonna get into it basically. We really are. I think it's really interesting that it, you know it's 2021 and we still haven't been able to really agree what sexual misconduct and sexual harassment actually means. Mm-hmm. And the what? How would you define it? Because I would put it in the sense of if it makes somebody uncomfortable. That's enough for you to stop. Do you know what yes. I mean? Like yes. in, in a yes. workplace or whatever, yes. that could be something as innocent as saying, 
you look really pretty today or you look really handsome, that might make somebody uncomfortable. Uncomfortable, exactly. Right. Um, How would you define it? How would you handle the situation? To tell you the truth, I have been the victim of (laughs) working here in Cyprus. I did work with uh, a few English people and Irish people uh, a few years back. And let me tell you, there was, there was, a lot going on there um unsolicited compliments just the it was just um they made you feel like an object you're completely objectified yeah and it was uncomfortable but for them it was laughs it was like a laughing matter you know what i mean like i mean my boss at the time in this uh he was just like you know you kind of remind me of my ex-girlfriend and i'm just like okay and I was just sitting there minding my business as one does, you know. And so then he proceeds to tell me to come into his office um, and another uh, me and another colleague um, that were working there. So it was two girls going into his office and he's showing us pictures of his um, ex-girlfriend who happened to be a model and she's posing in the nude. OK. OK, that escalated yeah. really quickly. <laughs> I know, right? I know. That's what. No, well, in case that's. <laughs> Holy so, yeah, shit. It's from, from the thing of like, oh, you look like you remind me of my ex-girlfriend to showing me or showing us because it was my colleague um, and me there um, showing yeah. pictures of his ex-girlfriend who was a model. And she she these were model shoots. It wasn't like these. Um, it wasn't like from his camera that he took yeah. her in the nude. It was like professional. But it was just like, what the hell is this? Do you know, apart from other kind of jokes that they would make and stuff like that, it was there was there was just a lot of kind of like sexual harassment and objectification within that workspace. That's for sure. Yeah, I think it's really interesting because Saturday Night Live had a really good episode about sexual harassment and misconduct. And they basically said, obviously, it's Saturday Night Live, right? Like I, if for those of you who don't know what Saturday Night Live, it's a it's a parody sort of like night sit- sitcom at live uh, on Saturday nights in New York. Yes. And um, you've probably heard, you know, the whole phrase. But there was one where it was mostly about um, sexual harassment is what ugly people do to pretty people. And it stuck with me because I have seen that in real life. I have, I have gotten away with really lewd comments that if it had come out from a dude it wouldn't have been acceptable it, i mean <clears throat> I, it, I would have been fired or i would have been called into offices or I, whatever and i genuinely wasn't saying it to hurt anybody like that wasn't it i was young i was stupid <laughs> i said stupid yeah. shit yeah just yeah. to rile people up yeah. Um, but one of my friends said it really well then. And he was like, you know, you have to be re- And I'm so grateful that he said this. He's like, you have to be aware that whenever a man says not even half the shit that you have said, mm-hmm. we would have mm-hmm. been fired. Yeah. Um, yeah. And he's like, maybe think about things that you're saying mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. it's not right. And I was just like, uh, fuck. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it was incidents like that that made me, you know, 
snap back to reality and kind of be more self-aware and self-conscious of what you're what you're saying and how yes yes exactly i mean it's one thing listen between you and me because we've known each other for uh 25 years almost more like you know like that we do we make lewd comments towards each other oh yeah but that's okay we're okay with it because we know (laughs) <laughs> but if it got to because we're okay with it, that's okay. But of course, like, yeah. you know, if we were at a workspace and people would be listening to our conversations, they would be like, what, what? the fuck are they, they talking would, about? They would be sure that we're sleeping with each other. Like, that's that, basically... Well, that, that's the number one <laughs> assumption they would have made is they're definitely having some kind of, you know... Relationship. Sexual, like, sexual <laughs> relationship between these two. And it's just like, that is none of your business, actually. <laughs> but, pretty much. Pretty much, you know. But at the same time, that's because we know each other. Yeah. So when it's like between people that have known each other for so long and stuff like that and we're very open with each other also whatever makes us we talk i mean whatever makes us uncomfortable we've talked about you know our experiences what makes us comfortable what makes us uncomfortable and we basically have the same kind of humor really we do um, and that's important to mention the humor yeah, sorry to interrupt humor. you go ahead no 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 yeah no you can you can yeah like humor it's if you're making these if i were and it's not to say that i haven't um made comments like you in the past and stuff like that, not taking into consideration people's feelings. So I probably have made people uncomfortable. Nobody has told me though, but it doesn't mean that I haven't made them uncomfortable. So it's, you're, you're lucky that your friend or your colleague, it was a colleague friend of yours. It was a friend. Yeah. A friend. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Pulled you aside and said, you know what? Um, the daughter of Lilith, this is, you know, you got to take into consideration that if I were to do this to somebody else, I would have been fired on the spot, you know? I didn't have any of that ever. Like nobody ever told me that. This is where I come with a question. And you know that I like loaded questions, right? It's where, hello. Hi. (laughs) Where, where do we draw this line? Because I do believe at the core of issues, political correctedness, right? Is a loaded term because I would rather not hurt people's feelings than try to be funny like that this is me at 37 like I've come a long way since I was 20 do you know what I mean like things change yeah Yeah. perceptions change you experience different things my question here is like you said you didn't have someone to be like hey just a heads up like that might not be okay um and that really bothers me because it's it's the fact that I think we should, like you say all the time, you know, check yourself. Like, yeah, yeah. You need to be in. You, I'm putting my the onus on me in in my term in the sense that I didn't know better, so I didn't do better. Yeah. But after I knew, I had no excuse. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Like, yeah, yes, yes. I, yeah. I wasn't aware of what I was doing, and and it's been. A, an eye-opening experience. But if you don't have somebody to tell you that, then how the fuck are you supposed to, you know, you're going to assume automatically, you're going to assume that people are okay unless they say something. And then at the same time, it's kind of like that incident with, oh, what was that guy? The master of none. Um, well, the actor was accused of, you know, sexual I didn't, I, I don't think it was, it got to the point of Anzari, something, Aziz Anzari might be his name. Um, he his name sl- sounds familiar though, but anyway, yeah. 
the show is amazing. Um, and he apparently is going to link to the conversation that we're going to have with the cases that you bring up. Um, apparently this girl came forward and was like, I was really uncomfortable during this date. He, you know, he was asking me to, to do sexual things, et cetera, et cetera. But I never said no. And then obviously he experiences this like backlash because it wasn't in the, peak of the me too movement like this was you know rose mcgowan coming out and saying that you know whatever like Mm. fuck everybody and then it was alisa milano like you know asia argento salma hayek had just written her piece and um and he's like whoa wait a minute hold up i i don't want to say that you don't have a right to feel uncomfortable but i never at any point did I feel like you didn't want to do it? Like I never got the the cues that you weren't comfortable. And, um, and this created a conversation. And I think the problem with, and I'm going to get a little bit political. I think the problem with the woke left mm-hmm. is that they're also very intolerant to people who want to ask questions. I think that if you don't know, and you are genuinely asking questions to understand the the last thing you want to do is patronize someone. Do you know what I mean? And that, yeah, yeah, yeah. and I think that's part of the, the problem that we're having in the world with this discourse. He didn't feel like he knew. And then she was like, well, and people came out saying, well, you should have known, you know, body language cues. And he's like, I never, there was never a moment where I, I felt like she didn't want to do it like that's because what she wasn't verbal of it yeah that's the thing and i actually found a very interesting article about this which i will mm-hmm. have to look for because i've yeah, yeah. so many tabs open and everything is about all these names that i you know mentioned before mm-hmm. um but it was a very interesting article about why we need oh no here sorry four reasons we need to teach consent yeah Exactly. And it's like, it's like a whole, it's like, there's, it's a very interesting article, which I'll link in to the show notes and also throughout social media and everything. But it was a very interesting, um, it's a very interesting article. Um, but I'm not going to go too much into it, but it does talk yeah. about what you, you, you mentioned right there of the reasons why we need to teach consent. And not only do we need to teach consent to adults, you know, but also f- like, and we've mentioned this before in, in our other co- collabs and everything, um, we need to start at a, at a young age because consent, we're not only, I mean, sexual consent is part of it, but you don't have to teach, you know, a child sexual consent, you know, we, exactly. we've spoken about this, you know, it's, we're not talking about sexual consent. It's, can I give you a hug? Can I give you a kiss? Um, I mean, you know what I mean? Like if, uh, aunt, uh, auntie Jill over there wants to give, you know, uh, her, her niece a kiss that she asks you know, beforehand, not just because you're making the assumption, well, because she's your niece, that you have the right to go hug and touch her, you know, and and this is, mm -hmm. go ahead. Oh, and this is where we teach children that, you know, your, your body is your body. You're an autonomous, I mean, a being, you're an individual and you're allowed to have your boundaries. You're learning boundaries from a very young age. You know what I mean? That's the, and that's exactly it. For, for people that still don't understand this abstract concept of consent, it's boundaries. Like that's boundaries. basically it. Yeah. And my boundaries are not the same as yours. My boundaries are not the same as my brothers. My boundaries are not the same as my mother's. Like my boundaries are very different. And you mentioned the kid, like giving the kid the the open question of, do you want to hug Aunt Jill? Right. Yeah. Yeah. 
The problem with that as well is that as children, we are taught that we don't want to upset anybody. So, of course, the automatic response is going to be like, yeah. And we do that in adulthood as well. Like saying no is so difficult. Yes. And that's a problem. Like we we feel guilty if we we feel guilty. uh, We feel guilty and the shame that comes with it in a way. Yeah, exactly. You know, it's like, so it carries on into adulthood. Like, oh, well, I guess it's okay. Like this person is hugging and kissing me or you know what I mean? Like, you know, um, because we we feel bad otherwise because it's something that we brought into from our childhoods because it was like this thing of I feel guilty and ashamed if I do say No. So, you know, because I also, yeah. Society shuns you. Latin Mm -hmm. American culture, you know it. I know, I grew up in that like culture is you communicate through physical touch. You convey love or whatever it is, like Mm -hmm. be it a smack across the face or whatever, you do it physically. The very Italian way of actually, which is pretty funny. Well, that's just cultural also in the sense of like the whole smack in the face. Have you noticed like Italian men? It's not to like just say one, but I've noticed this especially. Italians are just like all Mediterraneans. We're very touchy-feely, but I feel like it's almost borderline like kind of being um, very aggressive and very physical physical with someone they have a tendency of grabbing faces and kind of smacking each other very hard on the back you know and being very and you're just like oh my god like if you're an outsider kind of looking into this you're like well this is kind of like in a way you're being physical with someone but it's accepted because it's part of the culture and this is where it's kind of like and this is why you feel again ashamed or guilty for saying okay I don't like you smacking my back so hard or grabbing my face or you know whatever and you know what is interesting because it kind of comes up with all these women and men that we're going to talk about Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. the victims i'm talking and there are male victims it has happened to men so people need to stop with that shit it's not there's nothing about there's no gender whether a a predator is a predator oh we're talking about human beings that's it it's there is no gender there is no gender there is no nothing and a victim is a victim there is no gender there is no nothing i mean there isn't it's that's the thing there isn't and it's important to know that and i'm gonna say it until i'm blue in the face um but the problem with that is that we would rather put ourselves at risk. Yes. And we would rather, you know, take on the abuse of any form mm-hmm. um, than making someone uncomfortable. Yeah. And yeah, I still, till this day, it's gotten a lot better. And you know me, like I am very fucking blunt and I can be I can cut you and you won't realize that you're bleeding. I can be a bitch. It still makes me super uncomfortable telling someone to fuck off. Yeah. Because I have been taught, be polite, but be firm. And I'm like, no, (laughs) I I don't need to be polite. Sorry, have you noticed, sorry for cutting you off, that in the times of the pandemic where people have to keep a certain distance. Do you know what I mean? Like, but I still remember being taught this in primary school, like arm's length away. Mm-hmm. Like you, whether you be in line, whether it be whatever, you keep arm's length away. Like I have my personal bubble where my arms are outreached. You cannot come into it. Boundaries. We were taught mm-hmm. boundaries, but we didn't, But and it goes into the consent thing. So coming into my personal space, into my bubble, you're, you know, overstepping my boundaries right there. 
Yeah. But somehow exactly. it's like still going into the thing of we still feel ashamed and stuff like that. So even if we were taught in a certain way about boundaries, we still feel, I guess, maybe because it's cultural. I'm assuming it's cultural because we are. We're a touchy, whether it be Latino like community, like culture or Mediterranean culture or African culture. There's just very touchy feely. Yeah. This is the culture, you know. So yeah. even if we do say like, OK, my personal space and my bubble We'll still feel bad about it, but it's in the times of COVID where people are keeping two meters away. I don't know. Would that be six feet? Is that yeah. six feet? Two meters? Yeah, two We're meters away. It's like uh, a meter and a half. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, it's in the time of the pandemic where we're getting used to not being touchy feely. We're not going in for the kisses. You know, we're not going for that physical aspect of it because of you know um the danger of being contaminated we don't know you know you could be asymptomatic you can have symptoms you don't know so we're all kind of the pandemic is teaching us in a way boundary like boundaries in the sense of personal space and keep the fuck away yeah. you know no and i think that genuinely i think that that is why people are struggling so much in mm -hmm. forget the fact that yes you're locked in and, and it's annoying as shit for someone like me who has thrived living inside a room <laughs> like i'm just yeah. like this is like everyday shit guys but we cannot forget that human beings are social animals. And yes, we are. before we had language as we know it, we had body language and we had signals and we had, you know, we had to use our body to convey a message. Like our hands have always delivered a message. Our faces. Gesticulations. Who doesn't I, love a who I do love that word. I love mm. gesticulating. It's my thing. <laughs> yes, I am Mediterranean. And no, I'm not fucking Mussolini. <laughs> Who used to fucking gesticulate? It's just the fact that I am Mediterranean and we just use our hands to express whether it be anger, rage, sadness, whatever. We oh, no, no. I get it. Yeah. I, you do not need to explain that to me. I get it. Um, but it's, it's just these things. I feel like it's taken away their power to be assertive. Do you know, like that assertion over somebody else, because that is really what physical touch is. It's yes. It can bring somebody close and we all love a good hug. Like we all like a good warm embrace, but we also know that that can come aggressively and you start feeling a little bit threatened if you don't do it correctly. And I think that that has everything. To, and when you mix the element of charm and money and power, ah. we've completely changed the narrative now because then you are at a disadvantage if you are not in that status. And even if you are. Can I just say, I was reading all these articles, mm. <laughs> all these articles, and it rattled me up. It grinded my tits before I went out to do stuff, to run errands and stuff like that. Yeah. Where I was just like, uh, one of the articles, I don't know which one. It's one of the many tabs I have open at this point. But it said, um, uh, um, it was unchecked white male privilege when we, they were talking about Woody Allen, uh, Polanski, um, and, and others. And, and then taking out the white aspect of it, it's unchecked privilege because regardless of your, your background, how you came to be, you, you became someone who's successful, which means you have power to a certain extent. Yeah. It doesn't matter whether it's in the entertainment industry or in politics or whatever. You you have a certain power. You have a following. You you become a, a role mo a role model, huh? Uh, an icon. You become a legend. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. And because of that, in the case of Roman Polanski, for example, and even Woody Allen and Charlie Chaplin, Chaplin is another one. Um, this is where Chaplin, I know a bit of his his background in the sense of he did grow up poor. His mother suffered from mental illness, um, you know, and stuff like that. So we can't yeah. think he came from a privileged background, but he became privileged. And because of his iconic status, a lot was a lot of people and he did have precedence, which I remember the word now that you like, you know, told me because I was like, I was thinking oh, in girl. French before. I know, right? But he did have predator. I mean, he had he had a history of this and people were like, it's Charlie Chaplin. We'll look the other way. We'll look the other way because it's Charlie Chaplin, because he brings in the money. And not only is he bringing the money, he's bringing the money in at a time where there was, a well, okay, during the silent film era, but also during depression and stuff like that, he was bringing in the money. So a lot was excused. And it's the same thing with Roman Polanski and Woody Allen. They bring in the money. So a lot of people turn their fucking heads. And we're going to get into ARMY also, but one of the things that pissed me off about uh, Woody Allen is that I can give you the dates of when victims came out and said, you know, whether it be sexual misconduct, sexual assault, I don't know. There's Bill many Cosby. of them. Like Bill Cosby. Bill Cosby. Yes. Is, and you would, anyway, we're going to get into that too. Yeah. I forgot about him. How could I have forgotten about him? Well, shit. Yes. Him too. <laughs> Fucking hell. And, you know, um, but one of the things when, um, he, uh, there was a, um, so Woody Allen was at a at the film festival at the Cannes Film Festival, and mm-hmm. he was presenting the movie uh, 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 Société Café, something like that. Anyway, it was a movie, and they, uh, one of the reporters asked about all these allegations. What did he say? I've moved on from that. You've moved on from that, but your victims haven't. So what the fuck? I, what the fuck? Uh, oh man, that it grinded that, my tits when that, he said. Oh that my god! Answer to me is the peak of entitlement. Yes. I have moved on from it. No, I'm I've sorry, honey. You have so, hurt people and you knew that you The hundreds of others. Yeah. yeah. The hundreds of others that, okay, hundreds or 50 or 10, how many it was, the other, the victims have not, they've moved on to a certain point, but they're still scarred emotionally, mentally. You've <sighs> afflicted this abuse upon them and what you say to this answer, to, to your answer to this question of, you know, these allegations is I've moved on. Well, fuck you, sir. Fuck you. Fuck it's, you. It's the, it's the entitlement of, and I ha- and I want to be very careful with this because, you know, being accused of sexual abuse and sexual misconduct is a fucking big deal. Um, Al Franken uh, Senator Al Franken had to resign his position as a senator because of a picture. He's a comedian. It's a picture that was done in poor taste. Yes, it was a joke. He never, from what I'm understanding, he never intended to to hurt a woman in any way, shape, or form. He's apologized profusely, but he still resigned, right? Mm-hmm. It's the fact that When you are accused of something, you have to also take into context things because I would like the law to protect me as well. Do you know what I mean? Like somebody comes forward and says, the daughter of Lilith has done this. And it's like, wait, hold up a fucking minute. Like I was 18 years old. (laughs) Mm -hmm. 
I was going through my phase of, I am going to piss people off because I can, and I'm still a virgin. (laughs) 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 Do you know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. I was, I was a fucking late bloomer when it came to that shit. And, um, I, I think the law fails in the fails in the sense that yes, it is, it protects the powerful. Of course. And it usually means white males or just powerful males because we have Dr. Dre as well who beat the shit out of a woman. Oh, well, we can talk about NBA and NFL players also who are, you know, not all of them, but notorious who do. Exactly. But that's what I mean. And it's just like, it's always the little, the little people that pay the highest price because Mm -hmm. that is where like, well, you see, that's where we get the statistics from. When we know for a fact that abuse happens everywhere, but it is rampant in, you know, high income families, like it is rampant. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. The thing that I'm trying to say is that where do we draw the line? Because yes, I want to believe the victim and I will believe the victim. And if it's children, I will always believe a child. Yeah. yeah. Always. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, we also need to remember that there needs to be evidence and there needs to be solid fucking evidence. And that's why we're saying the word, the word of the day, guys, is alleged, alleged, alleged yes. cases. We are not accusing these people of being assholes. Um, I mean, we can't accuse them of that, but well, I mean, I mean, well but some of them. Well, yeah, but some of them have well, alleged cases such as Army Hammer. Army right Hammer, yeah. He's but there are alleged, some that are, but there's yes. some, but there's some that have been convicted and who are yeah. behind bars. Yeah. 100%. Which, you know, which we're not going to even use the word alleged anymore on them, but because they fucking deserve to burn <laughs> because in they fucking exactly. But it's also the thing of what I I don't know how it is in every country. And but I, I know that in this is it the state of California where there's a statue of limitations. Mm-hmm. I so think California, I think it's California, right? Because some of those um, the victims that came forth for Bill Cosby, I think it was it passed the statute of limit limitations. So they couldn't. They couldn't do anything about it. Which I think is ridiculous. Which is ridiculous. Um, <laughs> it sucks. It, it, You know, because, God, there were so many women. So many. So many people that came forward in that. And a lot of the times it was like, nope, you you know, it passed. This t-. And you're just like, what the fuck? So you're not going to use that against him. You're going to use the two, three that were recent, let's say. And only. that's... And you know what? And it gets really complicated because I want to touch up a little bit on... I don't want to talk about army hammer as a person because i honestly i think i have a thing about being really and i'm gonna i'm i'm gonna trigger a lot of fucking people right now i am very wary of white males right now like i am like the whole political atmosphere the whole thing that's blowing up with you know white supremacy there's this like hesitancy around white males. And I know that that is a general painting that yeah. a lot of my friends are going to be like, but I'm not like that. I get it. Actually, can we just, can we actually <laughs> say there was a comedian? No. Yes. He was a comedian. I don't remember his name. So sorry. Names, places, things. I don't know. Like at this point, but he said, uh, this was a few months ago. I saw this. He's like, you know, women or those that identify that are cisgendered women and yeah. stuff like that and identify as women. Um, they don't they don't know rapists, but I can guarantee you, as a male, as a cisgendered male, he was saying, 
I can guarantee you, and I know a few of my friends that are rapists. Oh. Do you know why? Because they, he's like, and I'm as responsible for their behavior because I didn't tell them Ugh. to stop. So I am com- I'm complicit in their behavior yeah. because we were a group of friends and whatever. And he said one of his friends that was male or is, I should say, um, you know, raped a friend of theirs, a mutual friend that was a girl, mm-hmm. was a female. Um, and he was like, I could have stopped. Not he wasn't there at the time of the act, yeah, but yeah. he saw certain behavioral patterns you know, whether it be the cat calling, the whistling, the this, the that, where I should have stepped in, he said, and told my friend to stop. Yeah. And I didn't. And this is yeah. what it led to. Because he had, he he did have cases where he was cat calling, where he was harassing women, where he was, you know, you know, making making statements, saying something that he shouldn't have. And I should have stopped him. Which means I'm as guilty of it. And he was like, and I feel, I feel ashamed to say that I know a rapist. But it's not that many of us men know rapists. It's just that we have a tendency of closing ranks and turning yeah. our heads. And, and I think, and the reason why I say this this white male loaded statement, I am aware that not everybody is that way. I get it, guys. Mm-hmm. Like, that's, that's of course. not what I'm trying to put out. What I'm saying is, is that when you are a minority, mm-hmm. you know your own limitations. Carissa, had it been you and I storming the Capitol Hill, we would have been shot. We would have been (laughs) shot dead. First of all, racial profiling, they would be like, hold up, this chick, I've been racially profiled before. I don't look, I'm half half black, I'm half white. Half white being the Mediterranean side and stuff like that. So we're white, but we're olive skin white, right? But I have very Middle Eastern features. I have mm-hmm. been racially profiled since the age of 15 years old in airports, whether it be in the States or in Europe, especially after the 9-11 attacks. Yep. I was racially profiled and constantly stopped in the street. Where are your papers? Why the fuck are you stopping me? I'm a fucking French citizen. But to them, it's like, no, 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 you look suspicious because you have certain physical features. So yes, if we did storm the fucking Capitol, you're damn straight. We wouldn't even be able to take one step no. without us being no, no, tasered no, 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 no. or body slammed into the street or just shot by a, a sniper. They would have been like, no, 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 no. I'm laughing. No. I'm laughing because, yes, that is the general consensus. You know what I mean? And I had um, a couple people be like, that's not true. Like, you're... And they stopped themselves because they were like, they were going to say, you're white passing. And I'm like, no. no. First of all, um, forget the fact that there's a back, like a Jewish background. Forget the fact yes. that there's like, a, you know, an Italian connection. Forget the fact. Yeah. They don't care about that. They just see the name and they're like, uh, no. My point yeah. with what I'm saying is, is that when you are a minority, even though you might not 100% look it, like you're exotic enough that you're, they're like, ooh. I wonder what it is, but you're safe to bring to mom and dad who vote blue, but they're really actually KKK right. members. Um, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I just, I just outed half of fucking Boston. So don't even fucking come to me. <laughs> like, no, this, this whole, whole like Boston liberalism shit. Yeah. You know what? When you're white and 
you but when you're a minority you know where to walk but you know it's not only the fact of okay fair enough we're not even taking we're going to take that into consideration that yeah. a lot of people are like you're white passing you know what shut the fuck up seriously yeah. um you tell that to all the people that have stopped me in the streets and told me god knows what but not only that it's also the thing of where women i mean we identify yeah. as cisgendered women so yeah. already that right there we're not safe it's not even what we look like at this point. It's it's it, it's, it's it's the fact that, that we have women, tits, you know, and tits. we have we have the stereotypical sex chromosome yeah. of a female. Like okay, that is female. what it is. Yes, that's it. And so we're already in danger right there. Period. Oh yeah, yeah. No, no, no. You add but everything else into it, and it's like. What? But, that's, but that's exactly what? it. And I think yeah. that, and I don't think it's because they don't want to understand it. I think it's because they can't. How do you explain? privilege to someone who lives in privilege and is privileged like exactly i don't think they they necessarily understand it it's not to say that we're not it's not to say that we're not privileged because we do we okay we we have a certain amount of privilege oh no we can't deny it we have a certain amount of privilege Uh, just so like a like a like a background thing here guys like carissa and i are both you know we we know the international world. We've been lucky enough to have private school education. Like we we do know certain aspects of privilege. Like I cannot relate. Yeah. To, to yes. Again, don't try to explain to me what Latinos are experiencing when they're crossing the border, and I have no idea what that feels like. Exactly. I have yes. None. Yeah. Uh, but I have empathy and I have compassion. Like, yes. do yes. I still believe that we should open the door and let everybody come in? No. And that is something that people might disagree with me and be like, oh, you're a traitor to your people. No, hold up. <laughs> We're also, okay. we also need regulations. Like, no, of course there's, yeah, whatever. Yeah. But those are the things that we, and I know like you're absolutely right. We do have privilege. Yes, we do. Mm-hmm. But we just don't have white male privilege. But it's not having a white dick and having no. the world open its legs for it's you. Like, you know what exactly, I mean? Like, exactly. And, and the thing exactly. is, and my friend said it so well. Because I was like, I'm not a, you know, I don't have a white dick that like opens doors for me, you know, like opens legs. And she's like, no, but you would force them open. And I'm like, oh. Whoa. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> That's uh, that's accurate, and that's where we're going with Army Hammer and his yes. case of yes. cannibalism. Yes, let's talk about it. Get into it. Let's get into Army Hammer. Tell me, but by the so, way, before all this, when I was scroll, you told me about this. Yeah, uh, yeah, a week or two weeks ago it was. Um, I remember when I was on um YouTube, and I remember scrolling, and I saw Army mm-hmm. Hammer, and I was just like. I don't know who nah. this person is. Keep on scrolling. Yeah. But then I, and then you told and I was like, oh, is that why I saw that video mm-hmm. on YouTube? I was like, oh, and yeah. then I went more and more into it. And I, because I've never heard of him. I've never, I haven't seen movies. I, you told me about him being a pretty boy and whatever. And I'm just like, it's not. He is the typical okay. dude that I avoid like a plague. Like if you look like Army Hammer, chances are I will never look at you (laughs) you are 
you are way too bro dude for my liking and you're way too white. Like very kind of a jock, like a jock, right. kind of like a jock, kind of this kind of, I don't know. Yeah. But anyway, I, you know what? I'm not saying that all jocks are assholes, but exactly. It, we're not, but you, whatever you, just, you, st- you yeah, you're the stereotype yeah. of a jock. <laughs> well, that's what you're embodying right yeah. there, sir. Yeah. Like that's it. So yeah. Army Hammer is the actor in the movie in the really, really well done, but kind of controversial film. Uh, call me, by your name and that is a call me by my name and that is basically a 35 luring a 17 year old 16 year old into a weird summer relationship so that already made me really uncomfortable I liked the film but there was definitely elements there where I'm like I don't know how I feel about a 35 year old it kind of reminds me of Kevin Spacey, Kevin Spacey and American, uh, what's it called? American Beauty. American Beauty. It made me fucking uncomfortable. And I was like, oh, yeah. No. And I, and I yeah. think that I think my concern was that a lot of my students um, were saying, oh, my God, it's such a beautiful film. And I was like, it's a beautiful film. But let's not forget the fact that it's statutory rape in theory. Like, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. Mm. Yeah. anyway. The cases of cannibalism comes up because obviously I see the word cannibalism and I'm fascinated and I'm just like, let's read this because this is going to be awesome. And um, we talked about the German case that, you know, Mm -hmm. they put themselves on Craigslist, whatever. I'm just like, yeah, well, he advertised that he wanted somebody, he wanted to eat someone and that, that, um, uh, I forgot his victim's victim name and I forgot also the, the, the guy who committed the crime. But anyway, because they're German names and I can't remember. I can't remember all names at this point. Barely remember mine. But yes, like he <laughs> answered and he was basically consenting to be eaten. Yeah. But anyway, the point is, That's the funny the thing point. is, it's so fucking like European because it's like they didn't get arrested. <laughs> he didn't get arrested for murder or cannibalism. He got arrested because of a desecration of a body. And I'm like, what? Yeah. <laughs> what? Yep. Oh. All right. Whatever. Um, all right. Here's where I want to create like a full circle of this entire conversation mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. consent comes into play. Yeah. BDSM and sexual kinks come into play. Like what is normal and what isn't. And I hate the word normal because my normal is not your normal. That's the thing. It's very subjective. It's a very subjective. It's yeah. Anyway. Right. So um, allegedly Army Hammer has been messaging women about wanting to eat them and like eating their, eat eat their hearts, hearts. Mm-hmm. like things that I personally, if a white dude was messaging me, I would feel very uncomfortable. Quite frankly, any dude could message me that. And I'd be like, you know what? You're getting a little Anybody bit could actually <laughs> message me that. And I would feel very uncomfortable at this point. I would be like, I mean, honestly, if you wanted to, I mean, my, my, Long gone Maya and Aztec roots would be like, ooh, let's eat a <laughs> But that's not what we're doing right now. We're not no. we're not warriors and we're not there's no, no honor in eating someone's heart. All right. Exactly. So, Just don't do it. My issue here is how they've handled the women allegedly coming forward with these. Uh, by the way, guys, the screenshots are not proof that they are army hammers. There's no exactly. proof whatsoever. That's why we're using the word allegedly. Alleged. Allegedly uh, and alleged. But. Right. So one of the things that I don't know what you found in the articles, but one of the things that popped up was that they always referred to him. And it reminded me of Ted Bundy, 
how charming, charming, looking, how intelligent and funny, because that is exactly how people describe Ted Bundy. And I'm just like, you know what? It's, I'm not, well, it's, <laughs> yeah, it's like this. It's like the four statistics of why we need to teach people consent, because yeah. it's like the thing of you don't have a label walking around saying this is what a rapist looks like. Exactly. This is what a serial killer looks like. Exactly. You know, people look normal. Like, I hate that word, but like you, normal. They are charismatic. They are charming. They yeah. are and good they looking. Have, and yeah. the thing that bothers me the most, and this is where my psychology background has to come into play, but my fellow psychologists out there listening to this, please feel free to step in. It's the idea that you never listen to your gut instinct. And the idea that a good looking man or a good looking woman like Kate Perry, uh, like Katy Perry, um, Asia Argento, Asia Argento, yeah. stunning, stunning. Um, that they somehow find a way to push you a little bit further. And that is where I'm saying sexual harassment is what ugly people do to pretty people, because I honestly feel that there is some truth in that in how we perceive it. Like, how could somebody as good looking as, you know, Army Hammer allegedly does these things? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, they, they, <laughs> there's a lot of that going on. And we're going to bring in the fact that these girls tend to be younger. Mm-hmm. They tend to be by themselves. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I'm giving you a profile already of someone who stands out in a guy's you know, in a predator's eyes, like Mm -hmm. they live by themselves. Mm -hmm. They have a rigorous lifestyle. So it's usually models or, you know, actresses or whatever, where there's an element of control. And then you have someone coming in to tell you how to do it, when to do it. And a high protocol night, which is what BDSM, apparently, because I asked a friend of mine who's into BDSM and she is a, she is a dom. Um, it's a it's a term for some for some people in BDSM and and this is where it gets really interesting. BDSM, if I had a picture of consent, it would be BDSM. You cannot do anything unless you have rules and regulations laid out with your partner, unless you have a safe word, unless you have boundaries laid out, like that's this not This is okay. why they're very, but they're very strict also in the sense of anybody who goes against that, they're kicked out of the community, of the Completely. BDSM community, because they're like, yeah. no, you're not playing by the rules, yeah. get the fuck out. You know, that, they're very strict in that. Exactly. And that's what bothered me about Fifty Shades of Grey as well. Because I'm like, not only is this like, that, you know, mm, just uh, kind of whatever, yeah. but it's wrong. It, it portrays yes. BDSM wrong. BDSM actually can be quite a liberating experience for those who have experienced trauma because it's it's all about control and regaining that sense of trust in yourself and your boundaries. So I was talking to my friend and she was like, cannibalism is actual. It, it is an actual fetish. Like there is, it is an a actual case. Yes, it is. Case. It is. Yes. Yes. It and is. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I was reading another article from another BDSM. They interviewed a, a she was amazing. Like I, I want to find the name. I'll link it later when we're done with this episode. But they asked her, she's in New York and they asked her and they were like, well, what about cannibalism? She's like, I have a cannibalist fetish, but it's yes. not about 
fulfilling that, it. It's not about yes, doing yes. it. It's about yeah. feeling closer to the person and becoming and one with the person. And that's what they were saying in that Rolling Stone article also because they interviewed also um, a dominatrix mm-hmm. um, who does have like also those fetishes or kinks of, of cannibalism. But she said that it could look different for different people. In the sense of, for some people, it's just a little bit of nibbling. Do you know what I mean? Again, consensual nibbling, consensual biting. Yep. It's not the actual rip your heart out and I will eat, uh, you know, uh, cook you and eat you. It's not that. But they were saying it's just, it's different for for different people. But yeah. It's, so that's fascinating. Mm -hmm. This... uh, Okay, so my friend basically echoed what this dominatrix was also saying in New York. And she was like, my concern here is that he increasingly got more violent in these alleged text messages. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And he didn't listen to the women when they were saying, I don't feel comfortable with this. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. She's like, that that is a red flag. Yes. Like, that is... That is a moment where you go stop and you leave yeah. and, and yeah. you know, you never, ever pick up the phone again. Yes. She's like, yeah. that is dangerous, especially when you are in a situation like BDSM where yes. you are vulnerable. If yes. you are the one that is being dominated, yes. you are extremely vulnerable. Yes. That's the whole appeal of it, right? Of course. Yeah. And, um, and she's like, I would have freaked out if that had happened to me and and then you read the text messages that this guy apparently sent whoever sent them they're horrific it's like yeah they are yeah yeah i want to hit you i want to bite you i want to cut you into pieces it's like whoa it was it was a mix of not only abuse violence but also murder Exactly. I mean, he's having, not he, but this alleged person, whoever it is, has fantasies of murdering yeah, that someone, is... which it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's in the sense of, again, with this, and no, I mean, it's all escalating behavior. Mm-hmm. You don't just become a murderer just like that, let's say, you know, it's escalating behavior, whatever we're looking at. And there's a, there's an incident where apparently he went hunting and he killed a deer Yes, I read and you about, read about that, that, yes. that, right? Mm-hmm, I'm mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. did nobody fucking see a red flag with him cutting the heart out of a deer and eating it? Like, did nobody think for a second this isn't fucking normal, dude? Like, this this isn't okay. Like, what the actual fuck? That's what I want to know. Because I, if I had seen you cut an animal like mutilate the body to such a way because that's what gets to me hunting i get like for food i understand it do i like it no but i get it mm-hmm. it's the act of mutilating the body ripping the heart do you understand how violent that is and then biting it and eating it i'm like this isn't game of thrones this isn't like some sort <laughs> you of know like- but this is not to say that it's the same as what we spoke about that comedian who said, I know a rapist, Yeah. but it's in the sense of, again, it's like, so whoever his hunting buddies were, like you said, they didn't say, hold up. What the fuck is going on here? But I'm sure they talked about it between themselves. You know what I mean? Well, I'm sure like, they were well, like, what the fuck was that dude? What the, yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, uh, should I'm we so- say like, something? 
I don't care how hungry. I mean, okay, we haven't been to that point of where we would need to go in and hunt, really hunt, because we're in that thing of, oh my God, we're starving. So yeah. we're going to have, we, we haven't been put in that kind of position. But to do it like that, and this is raw, it's not even cooked because people eat hearts. Yeah. Let's say that it is a delicacy. People mm-hmm. eat hearts, uh, uh, animal hearts. Uh, animal hearts but but to do this like this like you said to mutilate the body of an animal to rip out the heart and to to bite into it as if it's a crispy red apple what the fuck are you doing there's yeah and there's a lot of other things as well so what a lot of his alleged victims right have come Mm -hmm. forward and said that he allegedly isolates them and he's very good at isolating them. And it's It's like he's grooming them. Exactly. So that whenever he pushes the boundaries in bed Mm -hmm. when they're being intimate, then it's okay. And I'm like, see, this is why none of this is okay. It's the, it's the fact that we are, I think that aside from teaching consent, we also need to teach self-awareness. Like Uh, where, why is this person so controlling? Why is this person not allowing you to talk to your mom and dad? Why? Like if somebody told me you can't speak to your mom and dad, I'd be like the fucking door is right there. Like I uh, talk to my parents every fucking day. So Mm -hmm. see ya. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know, man. I don't know how to interpret this, but at the same time, you know, then but what he comes out and he's like, I'm not going to fucking um, I'm uh, not- address these fucking rumors or something. Yeah, because gonna- I need to, yeah. I need to focus on my girls. And I'm just like, you should have focused on them before that motherfucker. All right. So don't start your bullshit. This, this is what pisses me off. Now, in, in terms of he's uh, uh, the way he's groomed. Allegedly groomed, yeah. allegedly groomed, yeah. alleg- allegedly um, isolated these women and whatnot. Not only is he, uh, he's a manipulator. That is a sign yeah. of, a, of a master manipulator. You are a narcissist also. And why do I know all of this? Because I was in a relationship similar to this. Where I'm just like, you're isolating the person, you're grooming them. You're kind of like, it's like... And this is master manipulate manipulator moves, you know. Um, now again, alleged. It's true. Um, in the sense of with my ex, it was not alleged. It's you know, a hundred percent true. It did happen. Yeah, yeah. and and yeah. yeah, and so it's one of those things of um, this this and it's just his attitude, like you said, like the whole thing with Woody Allen, like we said, the way they respond, it just goes to show this white male privilege. I'm not going to address these fucking rumors. Oh, fuck off. Seriously. Yeah. And the thing is, and here's where it gets tricky. Because I also want to, it's like a Venn diagram, right? Like Mm -hmm, you have the white male privilege, you have Mm -hmm. male privilege. And in the middle, you have minorities, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Domestic abuse in Latin America is rampant. 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 And it's not a thing of the poor. It is... Most definitely. Oh no no no! Because it's a very it's a very macho, yeah, male dominated society where yep. men control every aspect. Yeah, and it's just oh, well, they're given the permission, right? I mean, they're given the permission. Well, yeah, that's that's, the that's why we have that's why we have femicide. Like this is my yes. thing. It's like it, yeah. they're real issues, and it's about to begin happening. If 
with this pandemic, two things have high sky, have skyrocketed: suicide and domestic death abuse. Suicide. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Death by suicide. Sorry. Um, uh, it's just, and nobody. We don't have the resources for it. But we're listen. We're hearing about this alleged case with Hammer. Because he's famous and he's handsome yeah. and he's beautiful and girls dream about him and he was gonna do a movie with J Lo, right? Yes, and um, had to pull out. Mm. Right. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> oh. No pun intended. <laughs> no um, pun intended. <laughs> but I am seriously disturbed by it because were there sometimes sometimes where there is smoke, there is fire. And if there's yes. not one, but a multitude, multiple women coming forward with similar, you know, accusations. Yes. And accounts. Yeah. I think it's worth looking into. I don't doubt. And I don't doubt for a minute that he loves his family. I don't doubt it for a second. I think that he does love his girls. Mm -hmm. Um, but usually perpetrators don't hurt their family. They hurt others. Yeah. Yeah. So that's going to be a big question mark, guys. Let us know what you think about this. Yeah, let debacle. us know what you think about this of of this Ar- of of Army Hammer and his alleged the alleged <laughs> um, the alleged cannibalist accusation. Yeah, accusations. Yeah, um, yeah. Let us know. Tell us like on Instagram. You know our handles and everything. Well, we're going to we tell them to do. you. We're going to repeat. We'll repeat it over and over again. But one of the things. And it's another another article. Yeah. And they're still using the the word alleged in this also. Yeah. Um, is R. Kelly. Oh now. yeah. R. Kelly. So in one in this article specifically, it talks about how the allegation alleged allegations um started from early in his career in the 90s. And how it was again very young girls, 14, 15 year olds. Yeah. This is their yeah. children. These are children, okay? Um, and so, and how also in, uh, what was it? That he married Aaliyah when she was 15. She lied on the marriage certificate saying it was, she was 18 and the marriage eventually was annulled. Again, um, and that that happened, period. I mean, that's the, that's the truth, that she did lie on the marriage certificate about yeah. her age and stuff like that, whatever. Then you have all the other cases. What pissed me off... Um, is I remember reading something else, another article where people were saying, leave him ag- alone. He's a good artist. Oh my God. That's what I was going to mention with Roman Polanski. Yeah. I haven't been yeah. able to, I, first of all, I boycotted Woody Allen a long time ago. Like what? I, no, me too. Woody Allen, I've, I've Roman never, Polanski. I've I mean, never watched any of his films. Like everybody's like, oh my God, you should watch this one. I refuse to fucking watch Woody Allen. I don't give a mm. fuck. Like, yeah. the fact that he married his adopted daughter, fuck off. Like, that is just fucking And weird. as if that was, like, excusable. Well, yeah. look, I married her, and I'm still yeah. with her. Ugh. 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 And have you noticed, this is, like, the six degrees of Kevin Bacon. Mia Farrow, you know, Mia Farrow was mm-hmm. the ex-partner yeah, yeah. of Woody Allen, who was in the um, Rosemary's Baby, in Roman Polanski's famous movie, uh, Rosemary's, Rosemary's Baby. Baby. And this is the thing. I struggled with that with Roman Polanski mm-hmm. because I did love his films. I fucking loved his films. And then it's like, well, you read about the account of what happened and you read that Angelica Houston was actually in the house and she realized that the door was locked with a 13-year-old inside and yes. the girl was apparently screaming. Yeah. I mean, it's chilling shit that you're just like, what and the recently, fuck? recently, in the last three years, he's been accused again 
of uh, sexual assault by a 15 year at the time she was 15 yeah. this was back in 1970 something and it, it happened in uh, in Europe where was it it was in Gestad I think in Switzerland it happened she was a 15 year old model young girl and stuff like that and she said you know he um, sexually assaulted me what pissed me off, and what, this is also with, with Roman Polanski, what pissed me off, he, he exiled himself. He left the United States because he knew the charges he was facing for doing what he did to a 13-year-old. He left, he ran away. This is what happens with a lot of them. They all run away to France. They all run away to Switzerland. The same thing with Charlie Chaplin. There's a difference, though, with Charlie Chaplin. But with Roman Polanski, and it's only, what was it, seven, eight years ago that uh, he was in Venice... And they finally um, arrested him and he was under house arrest afterwards in Switzerland. Mm -hmm. And he was like a whole scandal. How can you do this to me? And I'm like, how can you do that to the victims that you did what you did to? You did that. But you're complaining uh, yeah. about house arrest. I'm sorry. You're in house arrest in, in your in your chalet, sir. You're not in a house arrest in a 30 square meter apartment. I know. Okay? And the thing that that the thing that bothers me the most about this is this artist thing like because your yeah. art is first and foremost Iconic I am and... I am super aware that 90% of the art was created through violence like we have Greek mythology Zeus was a Ooh. fucking rapist so oh, he was let's a rapist just, a, I mean the, let's just establish like, that all like, these mythology mythology in itself is just if you really read yeah. it it's not all it's not roses and fucking no, unicorns no, 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 and no, no, candy no. cans it, no. it's about it's about rape it's about assault. I mean, it's just it's just murder. That. It's it's it's, just, it's, it's that mess, right? And then obviously, you know, you read, and this is where people are gonna be like, "Oh my god!" All the Ivankas are gonna come out and be like, "How dare you?" <laughs> I don't call them Karens. I call them Ivankas. All right. So the Ivankas are gonna come, and they're gonna be like, "Oh my god!" The the word of the Lord. Um, the word of the Lord was to basically kill your firstborn to prove to me that you love me. The words of the Lord were, you will shed blood in my name. That Those were the words of the Lord. So really, honestly, violence and gore and abuse have been embedded since day one. Oh, okay. yeah. Whatever. This whole artistry thing, mm -hmm. it's not an excuse. I'm sorry. Like... It's not an excuse. R. Kelly, this is a problem that I have with language. When they call these girls young women, I'm like, children. No, you, no, you mean children. children. It's not, I mean, you, you, uh, would you call, okay. First of all, whoever, whoever says young women, look at your child. If you have them, would you consider them a young woman at 13? Would you? Because I wouldn't. Because I, uh, I wouldn't. And you damn well know that if it was your child, you wouldn't call her a young woman. You just wouldn't. All right, well, that, call but this is time. my thing because again, you were focusing on movies, but I, you know, how much I love the music area and like the music, yeah. you know, atmosphere, whatever. Throw in jail Mick Jagger, throw in jail David Bowie, throw in jail Jimmy Page, throw in jail, you know, all these men that fucked 14 year olds. Yes. Like, Jimmy Page went to the extent of kidnapping a 14 year old mm -hmm. and leaving her in his hotel room and she thought that was sexy and I'm just like you know I don't know what your family history is but having a full grown-ass man kidnap you yeah yeah and leave you in a hotel room is not my idea of 
getting wet. Like that is not where I get turned on. I think the thing is that this is the thing with artists, whether it be musicians, directors, actors, it doesn't matter, whatever. Mm -hmm. I think people idolize them and they romanticize them to such an extent. So whatever they do wrong, Mm -hmm. whether it be kidnapping, locking you up, I don't know, holding you, I mean, whatever, holding you captive. It's like, People have this romanticized, not everyone, obviously, but yeah, have this romanticized no. version of my idol is doing this to me. And it means that he's, number one, A, acknowledged me. And number two, he loves me. No, it's creepy. It it's, is fucking creepy. But this is the thing. And it comes and it waters down to our existence, right? Like, I feel like this is why people have a hard time saying here's what makes it worse. When you say no and they still negotiate your no, it's like... Yes, as if it's negotiable. No, I'm like, get the no. fuck out. Get the fuck it out of my life. It doesn't mean try to convince me. Get the fuck out. It doesn't get mean try to... Con- a, a no does not mean try to convince me. It's a solid no. Do not... You're not going to convince me to do something. Stop trying. Get the fuck out, like you said. Because this is what they think. It's like the more I keep on like saying or trying to convince this person, yeah. it's going to happen. No, just stop and shut the I fuck just, up and leave. It, it just riles me up. Male privilege riles me up. But I mm-hmm. think it's important to talk about Katy Perry and Asia Argento because yeah. yes. these are because, two examples of yes. probably thousands of women actually having the privilege of crossing privilege. the line. Yes. And being like... I have a few examples. Actually, I have one example. Yeah. And it it is, but it's about... So I saw recently a video on Instagram. Yeah. And I don't know the background of this video. I don't know what the hell is happening in this video. I don't know the content. I mean, what I'm seeing is that... Okay, so it's... uh, it's a young man sitting mm-hmm. in a, I don't know if it's pre-COVID because nobody's wearing a mask, sitting in a metro, like sitting inside a subway. Yeah. Um, sitting inside of a subway and there's this girl standing in front of him, um, holding on to, you know, so she won't fall and stuff. And all of a sudden, what does she, she do? She jumps onto him, like jumps into, like onto him. Ooh. And this guy is utterly shocked, utterly shocked because he was just like, what the fuck? And this is where if a man did this, if it was like, you know, the roles were reversed. And if a man did this to a holy shit, holy shit. And it's like, we need to normalize. This is sad to say. We need to normalize that it's not only men that are perpetrators. Women are perpetrators too. Now, in this case with Katy Perry and Asia Argento, it's again, still allegedly. Yeah. Because they've not been formally charged. You are innocent until proven guilty. Yeah. So it's still very much opened. Um, but with Ozzy Argento, um, I read this thing because she was very much part of in the beginning of the Me Too movement. Mm-hmm. And one of the main people with Weinstein and K- Rob Cohen, I think, of the yeah. Fast and Furious. Yeah, and stuff like that. She was, anyway, um, uh, basically saying that, you know, sexual assault and everything. Um, but with the Ozzy Argento, so I want to read this tweet really, really quickly. And then I'll shut up and give... No, no, no. Go ahead. Lilith. Go ahead. So... T- so Tarana Burke, she's the founder of the movement, the hashtag Me Too movement. And she wrote a tweet. And this is this tweet is very uh, this this really stuck with me. I've said repeatedly that the hashtag Me Too movement is for all of us, including these brave young men who are now coming forward. It will continue to be jarring when we hear the names of some of our some of our faves connected to sexual violence unless we shift from talking about individuals. And begin to talk about power. 
Sexual violence is about power and privilege. That doesn't change if the perpetrator is your favorite actress, activist, or professor of any gender. And we won't shift the culture unless we get serious about shifting these false narratives. And this is what Tarana Burke tweeted that is, about the whole Ozzy Argento thing. And, and I completely agree with what she says. Um, I think it is power. And this is why I am, as a teacher, um, I'm very particular about the behaviors that you have with your students. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You can eventually be friends with your students. I have high school students. They're now graduating college. I think they are functioning adults. Do you know what I mean? Like there's a of course, difference. Of course. Yeah. But I will always be an authority figure. I will always be a teacher. So when I hear cases of, in my context, right, what my context of power in the sense of Mm -hmm. my surroundings, the fact that you can very easily abuse a child or a young adult and 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 groom them and manipulate them, like one of the Mm -hmm. hardest lessons that I had to have with some of my students was like, I will never negotiate a personal, a personal no with you mm-hmm. abide to the consequences. If it's like, no, I'm not going to do my homework. Okay, fine. Abide to the consequences. Your grades are going to suffer, but the no is respected. And it was controversial to some of them because it was kind of like in my house, we always, my no doesn't count. And I'm like, in this classroom, it counts. In this classroom, I have to show you that the no stands and it's not going to be a negotiation. You're going to abide to consequences, but just know that. And at the end of that year, one of my students came up to me and she was like, why that lesson stuck out? And I was like, why? And she couldn't really verbalize why, mm-hmm. but she just contacted me and she's a year, she would, she's now going into senior year and she's like, that lesson has kept popping up in my life repeatedly with guys that I date, with girls that I date, with, you know, teachers that try to be a little bit too, you know, personal. And I'm like, never should a teacher make you feel like you owe them something. Mm-hmm. Never. Mm-hmm. Not from your personal integrity. You owe me work. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yes. Friend. Oh, yes, yes. <laughs> You don't owe me your time. You don't owe me your personal information. You don't owe me anything. Like, other than that, what you tell me is what you want to share. And I think that there is value in that because it's so easy to manipulate and abuse. It comes so easy to some people and it's terrifying. And that's where I have issues with all of these people. Like, what was R. Kelly allegedly doing with Aliyah at 15? Like, yeah the fuck it's understandable a 15 a 15 year old having a crush on a grown like that is completely understandable but you are the adult you need to put a stop to it you as a responsible role model as a responsible person should be like no sweetie like that's i'm flattered okay but that's that's not not okay yeah, it's That's like what what they were saying, um, his entourage and stuff like that, when they were asked to comment about these allegations and they're like, yeah, oh, we um, we never noticed. And I'm like, this is where you're the closing you ranks. It. You're closing ranks. The man is your meal ticket. And if you say that he is. Yeah, exactly. You know, then you lose your meal ticket yeah. and you, you know, whatever. So you 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 lose 
you know, a certain amount of privilege from being, whether you're the manager, the publicist, the this, the, I don't know, whatever, or the inner circle of this person, you're losing privilege that this person is affording you also, you know, um, whether it be money, whether it be whatever the hell you want, whatever it is. So of course no, you're yeah. going to say, um, no, we never noticed. You never noticed a 14, 15 year old just walking around and they were none of your daughters or anybody's child. But here's what? my thing. It's like, this is where I worry because if I saw a wandering 14 year old in a hotel room of grown ass yeah. men, you rest yeah. assured I'd grab that 14 year old yeah. and be like, where the fuck should you be right now? And where exactly. is your mother? Give me your exactly. fucking phone number. And if they said yeah. something like, Oh, you know, I, my parents don't care, whatever. I'd be like, I care. <laughs> I yeah. care. I'm an yeah. adult. You, you because don't... if you turn a blind eye, you're basically, I mean, it's just like saying, I don't know. It's like you, you see somebody is being assaulted in the street, right? Yeah. And to say, okay, a lot of people are not going to get involved because of personal safety and whatnot. Mm -hmm. You don't know, yeah. whatever. Yeah. But you do have, you cannot just be standing there filming it as it's happening and not do something call nine one if you don't want to go and help a person yeah. you know and whatever you don't want to be directly physically involved then you can stand in the back and call fucking nine one one for help in any case for if sure your child want, uh, this, this is just for sure if you feel like you're in danger fair enough don't put yourself in danger call nine one one no i completely or call the appropriate authorities i should say oh, wherever it yeah. Depends. I, yeah i, I exactly. completely agree yeah. um yeah. i do I think that our responsibility, though, with this, with these double standards, I think our responsibility, you know, just to kind of like wrap it up is we need to call these out. We need to and not yeah. call them out like you're full of shit. It's more like, no, let's have a discussion here. Like, why do you think that this is OK? Because I'm getting really tired of explaining to you why this isn't OK. It isn't. Yeah. There are things that. I'm a firm believer in boundaries. I don't care if you're a mm -hmm. child. I don't care if you're an adult. Boundaries are boundaries and they should be respected. End of discussion. Um, it's not like you're going to go to the IRS and tell them my boundaries is not to pay my taxes. Like that's, that, that doesn't, because you know that there's stupid people that are going to try to do that, right? Like, you know that it's the people that are like, I don't want to wear a face, you know, a face mask because it's my freedom. Fuck you. It's Fuck not your you. freedom. Shut, Fuck suck a you. dick. Like just yeah. eat a bag of dicks and hopefully choke on them. Um, I have nothing nice to say about those people, but I think it is a complicated question when it comes to why is it that we always, even as women or, you know, self-identified women and feminists and, you know, all of this, why do we have such a hard time sometimes in condemning our artists? Because I'm not speaking about you and I necessarily, I'm speaking about women and men in general. Like, why is it that we don't condemn People just because of their artistry. Because, yeah, but fair enough. You know, it's like, I don't know. People put certain people, whether it be artists, musicians, on this pedestal as yeah. if they're godlike. And it's like, they're human. They err. Can we just understand that? Like you and me, they are human beings. Yeah, they're amazing artists. Yeah. They're am amazing at whatever craft or whatever that they do. But that doesn't, that shouldn't excuse them from, you know from things I and agree. in the sense of another thing of when and this is why a lot of um i forgot the the percentage this is why a lot of um assault is not goes unreported 
also because a lot of people don't understand what sexual assault is. is. Some people don't understand that what happened to them is sexual assault or sexual harassment or 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 rape, for example. Yeah. There's like this unclear thing, like a lot of things go un- okay. apart from the fact that a lot of times also when you go to the authorities, they have a tendency of victim blaming, victim shaming. And so you're just like, ooh, I don't want to because I know that they're going to be like asking me these questions. What were you wearing? Where were you? Were you alone? Did you give any signs that, you know, you you were interested? So again, it comes down to the authorities also needing to be educated yeah in how to handle things because if it's like this in this notion that's ingrained in us well you were asking for it how the what what do you mean nobody's asking for anything nobody asked come here and assault me here's here's the thing and i know that it sounds really radical right because you know one of the biggest arguments that i had with people back in mexico was like well i mean if somebody was like walking around naked they're asking for it i'm like first and foremost absolutely not first and foremost no no i should feel i should feel safe enough i have the right to feel safe enough to be naked and know that nothing's gonna happen to me i should feel safe enough I know I'm not safe, even yeah. if I am wearing a sweater Close. and, you know, mm-hmm. five times my size, I yeah. am not safe. I don't feel safe. I've never felt safe. So yeah. I don't know what yeah. safety you're talking to me about. And I don't know what kind of asking you're talking about, but yeah. nobody asks for these things. Number one. Um, and number two, I think kind of to lighten it up a little bit, but it, it's really good. And I really want to encourage people to watch it. There's a show on Netflix called Big Mouth and it's about puberty. Basically, it's about a bunch of teenagers, emerge budding teenagers trying to navigate their bodies and trying to navigate mm-hmm. the storm of a life. And they do make a point to talk about transgender rights. They do make a mm-hmm. point to talk about consent. And it is in such a way that I genuinely think that young adults, young teenagers get it because there's an episode where Andy and uh, Missy are in a closet and they see their friend's older sister kissing this other guy and he starts pushing her head to give her, to give him a blowjob. And Andy, who's like 12 years old and he's in the closet and he sees this, he's like, that's not fucking cool. And Missy's like, I don't know what happened, but it didn't feel right. And I was like, Mm -hmm. this is the kind of conversation that we all should be talking about. Yes. Because kids know. Kids are not stupid. Like, stop thinking that kids are dumb. They're not dumb. They're seeing things that we are not seeing because we're the dumb ones. So please Mm -hmm. talk to your kids. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's... it's, It's like this thing of uh, you see it like across social media and stuff like that. If you're not ready, if you're not ready to have these difficult discussions with your kids, then don't have them. Somebody else will. Yeah, some you you cannot expect this kind of education to come from anyone else, not teachers, not other family members. It is your job to guide your children into being members of society it's like what my grandmother and my mother used to say you do not grow your children up for yourself you grow them up for society you Mm -hmm. got to speak to your children you have to have the difficult and sometimes uncomfortable discussions because they're going to be 
Um, they're members of society. And they're not going the to be staying at home for the rest of, of, of their lives. They're not going to be near mom and dad. For, well, let's just say if they have mom and dad, whatever. Um, you know, staying at home. You can't shelter your kill- kids from what's happening in the outside world. As much as you try, you can't. So no. have those difficult yeah, and ha- and let your children have those difficult experiences. Like they have to have those moments. They have to live and they have to experience life. It would be better if they knew that they could talk to you. Exactly. Don't make I, it difficult. I, I think because like, you know. life is already complicated. Um, it would be best if they had trusted adults that they could speak to. And, exactly. Um, Exactly. And it's a privilege to be there for children. So that is what I have to say about today's episode. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Um, It was a very, it's a really interesting, I mean, we could like talk hours and hours about it because there's just so much to talk about. And again, it's this double standard. And there is a double standard where a lot of people, again, immediately think, uh, oh, the man is a perpetrator. No, not always. No, no. No, no. As we clearly see, there are alleged, there's alleged cases and accusations with Ozzy Argento. There's others, Katy Perry and others, of course. There's many others. I couldn't pull up everyone, seriously. But it's not always men. We have to stop thinking that it's always men that are the perpetrators of sexual assault and sexual harassment, you know. And this whole thing also of cancel culture, does it work? Can we, can we? I... Because... In all honesty, no, if it does, I, in all honesty, saying, I don't know, it's just, for example, with this article with Katy Perry and Ozzy Argento, I see that they're three years old. I I didn't see anything newer than this. No. So I'm just like, did did something happen? Did, did, she just gave birth? No. Is it like just a cancel culture? What? No, it was just a slap on the wrist. Um, I think. And, you know, we, we obviously know the death of Anthony Bourdain happened. Yes. And so that that caught more attention than what yes. Argento had done. Yeah. Um, I don't know if cancel culture is a solution to anything. Um, but at the same time, I think that the problem is, is that we're not talking about these issues to prevent them. We're not. Exactly. You know, what happened with Kesha was also awful. What and it's, Yes. And it's, again, it's everything that has to do, and this is pop culture. Imagine what goes on in everyday life with people that aren't famous and they don't have their yeah. names published everywhere and they don't happen to have privilege um, like exactly. these people do. I don't know. It's an open, this one, this one is an open-ended conversation. I would like to open it to the, to the viewers, to the yes. listeners listeners what they think about yeah. you know this idea of innocent until proven guilty like social reputation like like social consequences and responsibility because i think we are all responsible for each other and a shout out to my friends well my friend who really pulled me out and of that track of i'm, I'm a female yes. so i can say whatever i want yeah, uh, yeah and he was like i think that you need to be careful um yeah because things could have panned out very differently. Yeah, yeah, very true. That's awesome to have friends like that. I never, nobody ever told me. <laughs> I just had to become very self-aware, and I was like, if somebody fucking made those comments and they have, how do I feel about? It? I don't feel good. So, Carissa, shut your mouth, like you know, and basically check yourself. <laughs> but at the same yeah. time, what are we supposed to know? Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. 
um, unless someone is aware enough to make mm. you aware, yeah, forget it. Like it's just we're yeah, all fucking that's the trying thing. to navigate this. That's the thing where I think it's because it's so we're so it's like you're so accustomed to it. Yeah, in a way, like that that comedian who was talking about his friend, and he's like. Well, it escalated. He was doing this and I didn't stop him from doing the catcalling. I didn't stop him from, you know, being aggressive with women. I didn't stop him. I think we're just so used to it and, dare I say, kind of numb that we don't realize it sometimes. And we let shit slide, you know, without really realizing. But also at the same time, Carissa, and we said it earlier, our sense of humor is raunchy. Our sense of humor is is dirty. and. And it's not because we categorically want to make people uncomfortable. It's just that is our sense of humor. That's our humor. Yeah. And now I'm very good at like backtracking and not saying the comments that I would normally say. Yeah. Passing comments, like not even mean them. Like it's just kind of like nice rack or great. Those jeans make your butt look amazing. Like shit like that. That is just like passing by. But you don't. It's not like, hmm, I love those tits. Give them to yeah. me. Like, That's something that you and I would say to each other. Let's oh, yeah. just be honest. Because oh, yeah. that's our humor with yeah. each other. That's our humor with each other. And that's that, you know? So, again, we, we do have to be very self-aware. Not only self-aware, we just have to be aware in oh, general. Exactly. And exactly. You know, know yeah. how to read a room. I think that that's super yeah. valuable. That's that's super, yeah. So the daughter of Lilith, where can we find you? Instagram as the daughter of Lilith, where I do daily tarot readings and energy yes. readings. And also I make political comments that piss people off, which I love. <laughs> um, I do. And... Um, <laughs> You can also find me. There's nothing wrong with that. Seriously. (laughs) Say say it. You can also find me on Twitter as at Miss Lily 2. And yeah, that's pretty much it. I'll definitely be adding the daughter of Lilith's handles to Instagram, to Twitter, onto this episode's like the episode. (laughs) The episode. So you'll be seeing to the episode, period. Um, And you're going to see where you can find her. As always, it's been a pleasure. It was a great conversation. I love it. <laughs> I love I, having you here. I love it. I, <laughs> I love talking to you. Like I could talk hours with you. You're one of the few people that could be like hours talking about the world and we would resolve it. We were better than the UN. And um, just giving the world more orgasms day by day. There um, is nothing wrong with a good orgasm. I'm just saying. Whether it's with a partner or by yourself there's nothing wrong with masturbation sex positive and like there's nothing wrong with masturbation there's There's absolutely nothing wrong with masturbation i encourage it as a matter of fact but if you are to like charge your vibrators please don't forget to charge your vibrators because if and all of a sudden you're in the mood and you don't have your fire vibrator charged you're just gonna be like well shit i guess we're going manual tonight so always charge your vibrators nothing wrong with manual well there's nothing but, anyway. but if you wanted your favorite vi- vibrator then you know that's the thing mm. anyway this like conversation is going way off topic yeah. now i don't know what the hell i have <laughs> but as always thank you so much. i don't know what the hell but thank you so much thank you and we'll have you on the show again very very soon looking thank forward you for listening guys bye guys thank you guys for listening bye
Wow. 